Good evening and welcome to this episode of Beef Tips and Gravy. I'm John Houston, Director of Business Services for Protrition Feed. We're glad you're joining us for this episode. I'm happy to introduce our guest this evening, which is Mr. Todd Conway. Todd, welcome. Todd represents our Prolix liquid feed line. It's been very successful uh, in our trade territory, Todd, and we're thankful that you've joined us here today. And just ask a few questions about liquid feed. First of all, we talk about liquid feed. In general, just tell our audience a little bit, what are we referring to when we talk about liquid feed? In our case, uh, the brand name everybody's familiar with in this area is Prolix, and I was actually doing a little bit of uh, research before this, and it was we're starting in with 30 years of working with the co-op with the Prolix black brand. And it's a little misconception there that we call it Prolix liquid feed, but it's actually a supplement. And so it's designed to be work with forages. And uh, it's a very familiar uh, brand name in the Southeast because it was actually founded and started in Alabama over 60 years ago. So folks that are not used to feeding liquid feed or really know the mechanism and how it is delivered to the animal. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, the tanks and how cows actually get this product. Right. Yeah, they, they do require a special feeder, and uh, we call them lick tanks most cases, but they have wheels on them. They're enclosed, and uh, the cattle will be able to lift the wheels. Uh, most of them we use in this area are two wheels, so that they'll do up to 50 head. And part of the reason we do that is to help limit consumption and make sure cattle get the right amount. And, and the tanks will will hold gallon-wise roughly? Gallon-wise, about 300 gallons, which is about a ton and a half. Right. Right. So, so uh, tell us a little bit then about the uh, the products available in the Pro, Prolix line. Uh, I know there's different proteins, and, and uh, then I'll follow that up with a question about uh, that protein makeup with a little MPN question. Right. Follow that up. It's, so. uh, m- most of the... Co-ops in this area carry a 35% protein. We do offer a 32% protein. They're all designed to be fed to a cross-section of cattle, but mainly we're, we're talking about uh, mama cows and uh, beef cows that, that this is being fed to. Uh, but all the Prolix products are molasses-based with addition of protein and some vitamins and minerals to go along with, with it. Right. So so when we talk about protein, uh, I know a lot of producers – when I hear urea, we refer to it as non-protein nitrogen or whatever, MPN, uh, you know, the red flags come up, Todd, you know, but really that, that's not of a concern with the Prolix brand because uh, it's been my experience over all these years, you know, it doesn't settle out, it doesn't, uh, it stays in solution. Tell us a little bit about right. the MPN. Right, yeah. I've been in this industry about 30 years now, and when I first started, there was a lot of negativity around feeding uh, NPN urea, uh, less so nowadays. And I think part of that is is the safety that with products like ours, uh, feeding it, there's really not that concern. Years ago, there was maybe some bad experiences, and part of it was that, that the liquids weren't fed correctly. It also could do with, uh, there's probably more bag fertilizer uh, used back then, and so you would more likely to have a bag of urea laying around and cattle get into it, and you could have some issues. But it, it's all about getting the right amount to the cattle, and uh, the safety issue, I, I have, I, I feel very few, if any, calls about that. Sure, and we, we're the same. We don't have any issues with that 
at all. And that's one of the reasons we like the Prolix brand because uh, of the way that it is formulated. And, and, and the other thing is we stand behind it. If you were to have issues, we're here to help you. And I can certainly attest to that as well. Uh, all these years, uh, you know, Prolix has always stood behind the products. And that's why we have, we've had such a great relationship uh, with the brand and so much success with the brand. Uh, when we talk about our forages in our trade territory, the southeast in particular, uh, for the most part, you know, our forages are, are limited. Uh, and, and will not supply all that cow's daily requirement. In particular, uh, this time of the year when it's colder uh, and, you know, uh, a majority of our producers are calving. So uh, that, that cow has such an increased requirement because of that as well. And so uh, Prolix liquid is a great supplement to that forage. And... Uh, when we do that, uh, how do how does that? Uh, I guess how do cows regulate themselves uh, on prolix? Yeah, we we try to design it where the cattle will eat what they need, and so this time of year they're probably at their peak needs between uh, weather conditions, uh, needing more energy and protein for that, but also like you said, production. A cows that are peak needs for both protein and energy, right about calving on through until breeding season. And so we're, a lot of producers are in that period of time. So a lot of times our, with, with our hay, they're at their lowest point as far as the, the amount of nutrition that's, that's available through our hay. So you need to fill that gap in. And that's what we're designed to do. We get a lot of folks that are feeding the product now year round. And what we find out is that when the cattle need more, they eat more. When we get into to say March, April, when the grass starts coming on, they back off the product if uh, and almost quit consuming it. But it's there if they need it. And it's still, even though that grass is greening up and even though uh, they have something to graze, that grass for the most part in our territory still will not uh, supply all the nutrients that that cow needs right. from a daily requirement standpoint. And that's why uh, we need to supplement with something, especially when it comes to vitamins and minerals and, and that type of thing. So uh, when we think about uh, liquid, um, how how does a producer obtain his liquid from the co-op? What what how does uh, does he have to have a way to come and get it, or how does how does he do that? So. One of the biggest advantages to feeding Prolex, and also from my standpoint, advantage of working with the co-ops, is that they offer delivery service. And so basically they'll feed your cattle for you. Um, we, we work with them that they give, most of them give an option if you want to come pick it up, but vast majority of it is delivered right out to your tank in your field. So they're, they're you know, the, the hardest part is, I, I always say, is, is writing the check for it. Uh, because you don't have to do any physical labor, uh, and then pick up the phone, call the co-op, and your cattle are fed. And that that's a real advantage from a convenience standpoint, in particular, uh, if you have a lot of cattle to see about, and and being able to have that convenience and that, uh, you know, when it gets so cold, certainly we need to check on those cows, but worrying about them having something uh, to supplement that hay. Uh, during that time, that that's really a good, convenient way of doing things. And absolutely, we just came off of some weather with you know negative temperatures, 
you know, a lot of cases, it's all you can do to get the hay out to them, much less having to worry about, you know, feeding and, and uh, going to pick up feed. Uh, if you have that tank out there, it's out there 24-7 working for you. Right. And so uh, I guess one of the things uh, I wanted to, to ask about, and I don't know, uh, Todd, if there, if this is available or not, so I'm asking a, a question <laughs> uh, that I, I don't really know myself. But, you know, a lot of the, the cattlemen now, because of the great recommendations from our land-grant universities uh, and, 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 you know, federal programs that have been in place are, are geared up to uh, – graze rotationally and so is there a convenient way to move that tank from field to field or is it better just to have a tank in each uh, each location it, it depends on your situation there's not a a great way they're easy to move empty that's that's one good thing uh with product in there i've had producers either put them on oversized pallets and move them with forks from the tractor or to build a uh, sled mainly out of a lot of times out of old barn lumber or something, build a little sled to pull them around. So you can do that, but uh, there's not there's not anything on the market to as far as that's you know like I said commercially available right, to do it. Right. So you know really, um, you know the the ideal thing is when that tank is empty and you move your cows, move move the tank as well. But but uh, you know that's a I guess that's a small thing when you're in the wintertime because a lot of times, you know, we try to keep those uh, cows confined to one one area when we're feeding hay and we're not, not really worried about rotating, but as that grass comes back and we're going to feed it all year. Yeah, you, you bring up a good point that reminds me as far as about, you talk about consumption of the product and, and moving them around. We want to make sure when we're placing that tank out in the field, to uh, make sure it's in a location where you cattle are going to it, not just a, a location where th that it's convenient to the to the cattle, because they don't move a whole lot in the winter time. If you if you watch your cattle, they st spend most of their time around the hay on these cold, nasty days, and then they'll go they go for water, and then they'll go for for a supplement and mineral. So. A good good rule of thumb is a hundred yards away or better from water and hay, and, but you can also put your mineral feeder thereby. You know, right. we rec we do recommend feeding a free choice mineral with it. Co-op's got some some great minerals available, uh, but they work hand in hand to regulate consumption. If all your your protein and energy needs are needs are met, they they have a more consistent mineral consumption, and the other way around, they have a more consistent on our prolix product. By having their mental needs, you know, and that's that's a consumption. You bring that up, Todd, and that's that's a misconception I think that a lot of our producers have. For instance, with a mineral, if we have a four ounce per day mineral, that's an average consumption over a period of time. That doesn't mean that each and every day every cow is going to eat exactly four ounces, but over a period of time, it would it, it should average about that four ounce. Uh, uh, on a you know, if the tag says four ounces, and so, but and so we know consumption is going to vary based on time of year, based on forage, but on average, what should producers look for in average consumption? On, yeah. on I, I, I've gotten to where I, I usually get two answers on that. The first answer is if you're only going to feed it in the winter time, we probably average in that two to two and a half pounds a day, and that's you know, hay feeding time is one kind of when I would consider, you know, wintertime feeding. Whenever you start feeding hay, it, it, 
more than likely you need, need a supplement out there with it. But if you were to keep it out there year round, on average, it's more, it's close to a pound a day. Whereas your wintertime feeding is about two to two and a half pounds. Right. So if you're going to feed it all year and you average across the whole period, right. which is what we need producers to look for and do when they look at consumption, it's over a period of, a, of time. And, a, and a, the big, the big reason that is one, you, in the spring and summer, you're going to be having more available in the forage uh, through grazing. But the other thing is the body condition. If you feed something year round, you keep them in a very steady body condition, and so they don't have to make up and try to put weight back exactly. on. And and so that and that's what we're after. We're we're not after uh, you know weight gain necessarily. We certainly don't want them to, to drop off, especially if we're you know nursing a calf. A calf's going to pull them down a little bit. But but uh, consistent body condition is is the is the goal. We don't, we don't want to put that cow on a roller coaster. We don't want her her weight to go up and down every year uh, just based on what's available to her. You want to supplement what you've got available through your forages to keep them on that steady body condition year round. They're going to be, they're going to produce better and they're going to be healthier by doing that. That's right. And so uh, when you talk about health, you know, all these supplements aid, any all your nutrition aids in the general health of of the animal processing the vaccines that we give and all of those things. Uh, if you're giving vaccines, for, exa for example, to a malnourished animal, they're not going to be able to process that vaccine and, and, and do those things uh, that are necessary to protect that animal from disease. So uh, keeping these cows in good shape, especially through the winter, is very important. Um, so, Todd, uh, you know, I'm going to bring this to a close, I guess, but but is there anything else about liquid feed that we need to tell our audience that we haven't already told them? But uh, certainly I think it's a good option for the majority of our producers. Uh, it, it's a great convenient option, especially for people uh, that are working a full-time job like myself and farming and have several cows as well. Uh, you can make a phone call and go on to work and, and feed your cows at the same time. So it's a great option uh, for that uh, in particular. Uh, but as we end, let me ask one last question. Certainly, uh, the majority of liquid is fed. We're talking about, you know, mama cows. and But but what about stocker operations? What about folks that are that are, uh, you know, have some calves on, on feed. Is it, does liquid have a place there or are we, uh, really, uh, is there overkill at any time with liquid or what, what are we? Right. There, there's a couple of places it can fit into some stocker operations and also with calves. Uh, one with stocker operations, if you're using much forage, if you're grazing, uh, it can fit in there. I've done it myself. Uh, I couldn't, I, I, with my job, I travel a lot. I couldn't feed every day. So having lip tanks out there, I knew they were getting fed every day and then I could feed them every other day or every three days on, on a more of a traditional full type feed. The other thing, and, and uh, a veterinarian that worked for us a while back uh, shared this with me and, and since it's, it, you know, it makes great sense. When you're weaning your calves, uh, it's good to have a lip tank there. If you had your cows on it, because that's something that those calves were used to. You'll see them consume a little bit along. A very young age, you'll start coming up with their mother, licking a little bit. And uh, uh, having something out there that's familiar to them helps that transition to being weaned. 
They don't miss mama quite as much. The stress factor goes down a little bit Absolutely. that way, and that's certainly we would be interested in that when we're winning Cavs for sure. Well, Todd, I thank you for being our guest today. I thank you so much and appreciate the relationship we've had uh, with the Prolix uh, product, uh, certainly being good for the co-op system, and uh, I think it, uh, it's been good for our producers uh, to offer that product. Uh, I see our relationship with the two-way streets with, with the co-op, and uh, one other thing that, that we didn't mention, we're the only liquid feed that's actually manufactured in the state. We manufactured just down the road at Shelbyville. That's a great point. Uh, you know, we we uh, are, are doing business at home and, and right in the middle of the state. Uh, and uh, for the for the most of our uh, territory, we can get product to them very quickly. So, yeah. uh, well, Todd, thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. And uh, if you have any further questions, our audience, if you have any further questions uh, about uh, Prolix or Liquid Feed or any other feed products, see the folks at your local farmers co-op. Thanks for joining us this evening.